0: Welcome to another fantastic exciting episode of Home Sweet Home. My name is Rod McCall. And I'm Bryce Runge. You know, Bryce, it's good to see you today. It's very good to see you too, Rod. Well, you know, it's been kind of crazy. School's back in session. And anyway, it's kind of hectic trying to get everything all squared away and all that. But um, yeah, it's been... It's been a little wild lately. Well, with parents and kids and kids going back, it's a yeah. little exciting. And I uh, don't have as much time to read as I used to now that summer is over. But I did run across an article, and it got me thinking. It's from Parents Magazine. Well, Actually, it was parents.com. It's their web uh, web version. Yes, thank you very much. And it was talking about birth order. And in fact, the title of the order was birth order. How does it affect your personality? And it's from a year ago. It was from July of 2020, but it got me thinking, do you think that your birth order being the youngest has had much, if any impact on shaping who you are?
1: Yes. The short version of that. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But that is an interesting um, topic. But I and I do agree. Yes, I think that me being the baby uh,
0: has shaped a lot of things in my life. Okay, because I wasn't too sure. I I honestly was not. Uh, it intrigued me. Mm-hmm. I, I have three sisters, two older, one younger. So that makes me a middle child. But I'm the only boy, and so I don't know. I mean. I don't know. It got me interested and I as I read the article, it brought up some interesting points, and I thought, well, maybe that was something that we could talk about today. And are you okay with that? I think I I'm
1: hey, you're this is your world. I'm just living in it.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just that. a little sidekick over here. Oh, gotcha. Well remember that come my birthday. You're you're <laughs> Batman, I'm Robin. <laughs> And by the way, what are you going to be? Fifty-eight this twenty-second. Uh, oh, oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Oh, I tell you, definitely a youngest baby. Yes, child.
1: I, I think this is a uh, a great topic to have a conversation on. Um, yeah, just yeah, absolutely. So, well, let, let's 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 dive into it.
0: All right. Well, one of the things that the article talks about it, it lists some characteristic traits of an oldest child. And some of that include that they are reliable, that they are conscientious, that they're structured in what they do, but yet cautious in what they do at the same time. They can be very controlling and they tend to be high achievers, even bordering on overachieving. Hmm. And when I was thinking of my oldest sister, I don't know if she wants me to say her name, but I'll hold off on it. Yeah, hold off on the name. Okay. Um, but I, I, as I was reading those traits, it made me think, you know, that kind of was her growing up. I don't know how much of it plays no, as yeah. an adult, but definitely I remember growing up how, you know, that she kind of was. And then I started thinking about some of my students that, you know, that they're the oldest. And I start thinking back about, well, how were they? Mm-hmm. And some of them really were overachieving, but they were also cautious. Um, they were very structured and very organized. Uh, I mean, I saw that when I was teaching my advanced placement classes. Okay. So I don't know. Does it, does that kind of fit your brother? Yeah. So
1: I know early on when we um, introduced um, each other, uh, you mentioned you know my brothers. I have, but I have three older brothers. Uh, my oldest brother Brian. I don't care if I say his name. <laughs> he, he lives in California. What is he going to do, come out here? I'll beat him up anyways. I'm the biggest. I'm the baby, but I am the biggest. All right. Anyways, um, yes, there there are certain things um, that, you know, I could, like, pinpoint um, these personality traits or these traits. Um, but, you know, with him, it was there was such a gap between the two of us. Uh, 11 years so there's 11 year gap um and by the time he was out of high school uh or sorry yeah out of high school and then moving out of the house uh, i was what how old am i i don't even know i can't do the math but i'm <laughs> i'm just now being in a place where i could identify certain things does that make sense i think so yeah uh, with with him uh, unfortunately i saw a little more of the uh Wow, this is this is not how this should be. Ha- this is, shouldn't be happening right now within our family dynamic. But um, and I'm not throwing stones at him. I love him. He's he's a good older brother, older brother. But um, yeah, I, I do. I'm going to cut this off and say yes. I do see some of those similarities with with him.
0: Well, one of the things that the article addressed was the idea that when you're the first child, mom and dad are extremely nervous. That they don't have any experience having children, so they're very by the book. That they are, they'll, they'll almost go to the point of overkill on what they do with the child. Um, in fact, the article actually comments about this, saying that there's a lot. The parents use a lot of instinct a lot of trial by error Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And that leads to the kid being the the oldest, anyway, proving to be a perfectionist, which kind of goes into that uh, overachieving mindset. Mm -hmm. And I I thought that that was really kind of interesting. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, it was very insightful for me as I'm thinking about my oldest sister, when I think about the oldest of my, you know, students that again, that are the oldest in their family, they do fit some of this, not, not until entirely all of them. But I, again, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, and I, and as a father, <clears throat> as you're saying those things, I could see that within Braddock's my son okay being the firstborn. born mhm i was um overly cautious right i didn't we, we didn't know what really we were doing we had an instincts right mm-hmm. um you know i remember like being like up most of the night and like always going into his room like checking on him in the crib like mm-hmm. just constantly looking at him and i don't know if that necessarily lines up with that that worry and but yeah, I see that with him, and I see uh, the things that he does and the things that he says. Almost, almost like I don't want to, I don't want to screw this up, you know. Or I kind of like I don't want to fail.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, where where we work through those, where we're working through those, it's okay to fail. We've talked about that on this episode. Hey, failing sure. is a part of life, and it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I do see those that with 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 him um, being the firstborn. Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, in the article, they interview this guy from Temple University, this guy by the name of Dr. Frank Farley, and he says that many parents spend more time reading and explaining things to firstborns that as other children come on or come into the family, they don't have the time to do hmm. and they don't. So as a consequence, they're saying that this undivided attention that the firstborn gets contributes then to their to their behavior, to their characteristic traits. Okay, but they said that being a first isn't all sunshine and daffodils. Yeah, <laughs> and and I kind of you know think of again my sister. Um, I don't know how much about Brian. I think about my students, but there there's an intense fear of failure mm-hmm. that they are afraid to try. That while they may have a really high IQ because they are striving to be so good. Yeah. The counter to that is that they are there's a lot of fear. Okay. And that fear of failure seems to grow and again I've seen that in some of the kids especially when I was teaching the AP classes that they were really uh, they they wanted to be perfect and that if they were anything just short of perfect it was meltdown time right, the sky is falling yeah and it was it took me a long time to well heck probably till just now to really understand that wow okay they were first born and i wasn't thinking about how their birth order affected mm-hmm. how they thought or acted yeah
1: and, and as you bring this to the to podcast today i'm sitting like spinning my wheels too as i reflect on the students that i've taught and like this is a this is a great piece of advice, or I don't know what you would call it. Can't even think. Maybe about awareness. It. Yeah, just something to make people aware. I know for you and I, as an educator, it's that would be huge. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the colors, like blue, red, green, yellow. You know, but for, with our kids, like help uh-huh. identify. Oh, like do you do a survey, like? What, what what birth order are you? Mm-hmm. Well, you're the firstborn, so I have some sort of an idea, right? So mm-hmm. I can connect with you a little bit better because I have a, a better understanding.
0: Um, but anyways. Well, it's it's just kind of interesting. I mean, my sister was, I remember my oldest sister. We'll, we'll call her Teresa <laughs> when she listens. Okay, you're called out. Um, <laughs> but she was bossy really when okay i know this is going to come as a shock to you but in summertime we would play school (laughs) i know crazy shock and awe um who the heck wants to do school in the summertime but we did and the neighbor kids and we'd draw classrooms in the uh in the garage with chalk and all that kind of stuff and and my sister teresa would always be the teacher and she would always be the boss and you know be you know well i'm going to tell you what to do and (laughs) And so I and I, but I get that now, and I better understand that that was common or is common. I mean, is Brian pretty much a a bossy person? You know,
1: when from what I know, yes, and I think there was a little bit more to that too. Um, Whenever he had to watch the the other the three younger brothers, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he was pretty bossy. He liked to beat up on us. And, you know, and I didn't ever want to stay home with him. So I was like, he's so mean. He's so bossy. Sorry, Brian. I'm airing your dirty, dirty laundry. But again, I love you, dude. This is what forgiveness is all about. Yes, it um, is. But
0: yeah, I, I do recognize that, oh,
1: man, he's pretty damn bossy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, my sisters used to torture me. Um, I mean, they would pin me down, sit on my waist, you know, oh, or yeah. sit on my legs and put my hands over my head. And then they would, you know, <laughs> and spit in my face. And, uh, and I mean, once they tied me to a tree in the front yard, I mean, when, when you're five and six and seven, uh, you know, it, it is chaotic. <laughs> and it's kind of like, man, I'm being abused. And this explains um, quite a bit. <laughs>
1: But it's, you know, but like you, like you,
0: (laughs) I, I don't hold ill will against my sisters because, you know, truth be told, my baby sister will say that I did the same thing to her, um, you know, retribution and all. Yeah. Um, but again, I better understand my sisters and I better understand my students having read the article and thinking about, and as we talk about this, coming, you know, kind of airing it and you're, we're, you know, as we discuss it, I'm processing it and it's helping me draw connections and it makes me wonder, okay, well, if it helps me understand my sisters, does that help us as parents to understand our kids a little bit better? Oh yeah. That, I mean, I don't know. We always know that what we do with our kids impacts and influences them, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, do we understand how? And how much mm-hmm
1: well just as you've been sitting here unpacking this this article and, and the birth order um, just like you said like wow this is this is great insight not only as an educator but now now I have three kids for a hey. while it was it was I don't know how that happened it was Braddock's <laughs> for quite a while and I and I could identify with the firstborn mm mm-hmm. Um and and now there's there's three of there's three kids, mm-hmm. and so this is I think this this is going to be super insightful, and it's going to help me um, as I'm raising them.
0: And I guess that's kind of maybe the point of this. I, I if there's any point at all, I would say yeah, that would be the point. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna move forward. Um, I want to talk about the middle kid because that's what I am. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm a I'm the second middle kid. So you're a middle. You share the middle child syndrome? I do not have middle child syndrome. No? Don't, don't buy that? I don't buy that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so I, I was thinking of myself as I was... Uh, rephrase that. I came out maybe wrong. Anyway, as I was reading the <laughs> characteristic traits that the article identified that were common to middle children, I it made me reflect on how they related to me. They said that they middle kids tend to be people pleasers. They be, tend to be somewhat rebellious. They thrive on friendships, have large social circles, and tend to be peacemakers. Okay. Do you think that's a, that yeah. kind of relates to me at all? Maybe to Brad? Brad's a middle child he is and i know that he's a little rebellious.
1: Well, i was going to say i'm thinking both Brett and Brad cuz they're i guess like you there's there's four total Yeah, so they're right smack dab in the middle, right? But yeah, i could see both of them being mm-hmm. being a little bit rebellious. Um and both of them uh well, i won't say that on air. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I, yeah. The, the you mentioned like the large circle, you know, social mm-hmm. group or cir- social circle. Yeah, uh, Brad has a, a group of friends. He's, <sighs> I wouldn't say a peacemaker, but I, most of what you had re- you mentioned is I, I could identify that with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a better relationship with them because I'm a little bit closer in
0: age. But, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I got thinking about my other middles my other middle sibling, and we're both people pleasers. We want to make people happy, um, somewhat rebellious. She was way more rebellious than me. Really? Um, I mean, under rebellious in the dictionary, it said, see her. Whereas <laughs> me, I was a little more subdued, but I think that was mostly because I was afraid. Mm. I was afraid of a lot of things, but we both thrive on friendships. And I am blessed to have some very close relationships with you, with friends that I grew up with, friends from, you know, crying out loud, going back to age five Mm -hmm. and we're, you know, I, I depend on them Mm -hmm. and I have a large social circle. And in fact, both of us have strong, large social circles. And I thought that that kind of fit. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I could, I could see that. Now, the article did go on and it made some interesting observations. It says that, you know, or they were saying that, you know, middle children tend to, leave, to be left out because they're not the oldest and they're not the baby. So what are they? And they kind of struggle to find their footing. Okay. And I kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I was the youngest for seven years, Mm. but I was also, I'm also the only boy. So I don't know how much of that plays into various things. Um, But it was, so I don't know if I ever felt like I was left out of the family dynamic, especially once my baby sister was born, because again, it's a girl. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, I'm not having to share anything. Mm -hmm. I don't have to share a room. I don't have to share clothes. Thank God. And (laughs) when they pinned you down and dressed you up like a girl. well, Well, yeah. And then they married, made me marry the girl next door. Again, when you're six years old, that really stinks. But, um, again, I got I got payback later. As they started having kids, I bought loud noise-making oh, yeah. toys for birthday and Christmas. Love those
1: opportunities. Oh,
0: and especially those that didn't have batteries in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trust me, I got my revenge. Uh, uh, as they say in the movie Gladiator, I will get my revenge oh. in this life and in the next. <laughs> um, or maybe I just adapted that. But, anyway, it, 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 as I read that, it was kind of... I thought that was interesting and it might explain why some of my students who are male kids, mm. you know, why they're a little kind of way they are, you know, again, people pleasers, a little outgoing, mm. kind of hard to, okay, what's that? I, I saw a meme for teachers that said, or a t-shirt, something anyway, that was saying, teacher, you can move me wherever you want, but I'm still going to talk to the people around me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, well, you know, that was that was a little bit mean mm, okay. uh, when I was, you know, in school. Um, not so much in middle school or I got more so in high school. But I guess, you know, kids really turn odd and unusual in middle school.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Um, yeah. As you're trying to figure out who you are and it's, all of that kind of stuff. The, the awkward uh, uh, the awkward years. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, but I don't I, you know. I, what do you think? Do you, do you believe that maybe middle children – Struggle yeah. to identify or identify, make their identity known. Honestly, I
1: have to just say I I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, it, it, I wish uh, I had
0: more to tell you on that. When I was- <laughs> well, again, it's it's a hierarchy, and they fall in the middle. And when you're in the middle, well, again. It's, where are you going to land? Right. You, you know, your expectations of the oldest and the youngest are very easily defined. Yeah. Or I think more easily defined. And when you're a middle kid, well, you're you're not the oldest and you're not the youngest. So what are you? Well, I'm a middle kid. Yeah. What does that mean? And so maybe that leads to different attitudes and behaviors mm-hmm. where... Well, nobody's going to give a crap what I do anyway, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Maybe that leads to more risky behavior. Okay. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm kind of fishing in the dark here. Well,
1: as when you say it that way, I could I I could identify that with my two the two middle brothers, Brad and Brett. Okay. You know exactly what you just said. A little more riskier behavior. Kind of like I'm in the middle like I'm I don't I do not i am struggling to figure out where I'm at or whatever. I'm just kind of do do me, really. Okay. Um if I were to say anything like that on that, that that, that would be it. Uh, outside of that, you know, I think we we're I, I would say all over the place, but we we're all over the damn place.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> True. Um I guess uh medication's wearing off. Um yeah. Now the article does make the statement that middleborns are go with the flow types okay. that they're again they're 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 going to receive less attention so they tend to actually form stronger bonds potentially with non-family friends or non non-family members like friends they're more likely to be the first to stay the night at somebody's house okay to or to stay overnight at a friend's house, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting, because I remember staying the night at people's house when I was in I don't know fourth grade, fifth grade, yeah, and it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. I don't know how old my sisters were when they started doing sleepovers with friends from mm-hmm. school, but they uh, the article did say that there were some challenges. To, to the kid, to being a middle kid, and I kind of relate a little to this, that you feel left out. Okay. You feel, it says that it's easy for them to feel left out and get lost in the shuffle. There were times where I sometimes felt that, well, wow. you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're not the oldest, so the expectations are reduced. You're not the baby, so you don't get the attention, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. um, But it was, again, I, I... I think my parents must have, like, kept me in the
1: dark. I know they put me in a closet several times. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, and I... Why I said that is I just... It's hard for me to, like, reflect back on that i know there's an age gap difference between my oldest brother Mm -hmm. and then with brian so three so six or seven years between me and brett um but i do i do i do recognize that what you just said you know kind of feeling left out they're in the middle Mm -hmm. especially when i came around Mm -hmm. you know it's the baby Mm -hmm. right i'm in the middle well screw everyone else i'm gonna do my my own thing yeah I'm going to do a little trailblazing on my own.
0: Yeah. So, and, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that brings us to the youngest. Now tell me if any of these traits <clears throat> say Bryce Rungeon. Okay. Fun loving, uncomplicated, manipulative, mm. outgoing, attention seeking, self centered. No, I'm gonna go with all of the above, but you tell me.
1: Uh okay. So tell me again, fun loving. Uh huh. I'm pretty fun loving. I think so. I would. What was the other one? I'm not, I'm complicated. Uncomplicated. Oh, uncomplicated. uncomplicated. Yeah, I would say I'm not very. I'm not a comp.
0: No. I'm pretty pretty easy. What you see is what you get. Right. Wild and crazy. Okay. What What was the other one? There was. Uh, I was a little offended by. Okay. Attention seeker. I mean think about it you were a surfer you were a professional rollerblader
1: yeah I don't know if I was doing that
0: cuz I was seeking attention or maybe it, maybe that maybe I was well that's where I I started thinking about my own little sister okay and I was thinking about okay looking at it from was some of the things that she did growing up which I won't go into other than that they each one of us kids built on what the older the others had done. My oldest sister did some did some silly stuff. Mm -hmm. Then my other older sister, who's two years younger, she did a few more silly things. Mm -hmm. Then there's me and the parties that I had every time mom and dad were silly enough to leave (laughs) me at home. And those got to be quite okay. So they're not Project X parties, you know, where they're burning down the house. Oh, yeah. But we had some, we had some pretty wild and crazy adventures. And we had some fun, uh, yeah. But then my my little baby sister, who we get along amazing right now. I mean, we get along so much better as adults mm. than we ever did as kids. There was a lot of animosity. And I think it was a lot from me. Jealousy, I think, might be okay. a good. Um, and I picked on her. Oh my lord! I hope that uh, I am not judged by how I acted and treated her when I was a uh, when I was older. Because I'm I'm seven seven and a half years older than she is. Okay. And so I did. I felt that she was self centered, mm. and so I would treat her badly. So I will use this platform because I know she listens. Beth, I'm sorry. I was a jerk. Um, now was she fun loving like you? She's wild and crazy. (laughs) Um, but she, yeah, some of the stuff she did, she had some outlandish Mm -hmm. gatherings and parties, um, that far exceeded what me and the other girls had done. Um, now, Is she uncomplicated? Maybe. More or less. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty much a straight shooter. She says her mind. Okay. Kind of like you. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, um, now, outgoing. She's very outgoing. Oh, my Lord, I can remember growing up. There wasn't a stranger she wouldn't talk to. As soon as she knew how to speak, she was talking to everybody. I mean, (laughs) everybody. Which, for a quiet, shy, nerdy kid like me, that was very scary. <laughs> um, Uncommon territory right there. <laughs> yeah, amazing how much things have changed. Oh, yeah. Um, now, here's where maybe you might have... I mean, would you see yourself as self-centered? No. I'm, I'm not self-centered. But let's go back 20, 25, 30 years ago. That's a long time, man. Uh, when you were 10, when you were 12 would you say that some of the things you did would be con- could they be considered more self-centered i i know i'm putting on the spot i plead the fifth
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think i i think i have unfortunately suffered numerous concussions in uh skating and football so i right. have uh no, I don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't think so. Maybe there were times that I was. I honestly cannot okay. recall being, okay. ever being a self-centered individual.
0: All right. Maybe moments. Runge Brothers, please uh, send us emails. Yeah. All right. Brad, you got my phone number. Call me.
1: Yeah, please, uh, please do.
0: Like, <laughs> enlighten me. <laughs> All right. Well, one of the others is manipulative. Would you say that you were manipulative? Manipulating of your parents in particular?
1: I would say that uh, there were times that I probably tried to manipulate them. I was Mm -hmm. just maybe not a good
0: manipulator. Okay. Well, the reason why... that makes sense? Well, that's good. I mean, because the reason why I think that's identified as a trait is that the article says that the last born or the baby of the family Mm -hmm. may not necessarily be the strongest or the smartest in the room, they say. Uh So as a consequence, they develop their own ways to gain attention. I mean, they're the last one to do everything. They're the last one to walk. They're the last one to talk They're the, you know, everything that they go, Oh, look at me. Look what I can do. And you're going, yep. uh Uh-huh. Brother did that earlier. Uh, brother did that. Sorry. Mm -hmm. They beat you to the punch. Um, In fact, they did it in half the time that you did. So what's going on? Why are you so slow in doing these things? And so I think that in order to stand out, they learn. And again, this is what the article is saying, that they learn how to be a little bit manipulative to gain the attention from parents in particular, but maybe from siblings as well. So that that way they can receive affirmation Ah. that they are valuable, that they are clever. And as I start looking back on my little sister, I think that's exactly what was going on. My parents were much older. Uh, My dad was in his early 40s, uh, maybe pushing 43, because he was 35 when I was born. And so he was, you know, early 40s when he had, you know, and... I mean, crying out loud! She was just going into high school, into ninth grade, when they retired. Wow! So they were much older. Mm-hmm. They were tired. Um, my older sisters were very challenging to them. Me, I was a good kid. I, I was, I was, you know, the angel on yeah, earth. Yeah, you were a sweet little angel. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um. We'll leave that there. <laughs> but I again, as I look at this, I mean, I always felt like. My little sister got everything she wanted. Mm. Uh, things that we were told, oh no, we can't have, or well, we can't afford it. By the time she came around, mom and dad were much more financially set. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had two sisters, pretty much one out of the house and one getting ready to leave because my oldest sister was eighteen, graduating college, a couple of or graduating college, graduating high school. Right, you know, a couple of months after my baby sister was born, mm-hmm. and my other sister left two years after that. And so, therefore, it was again. They were they were different financially mm-hmm. when she was born than when the rest of us were born. And so, it, I don't know. It, it was kind of interesting as I as I read through that. and It got me thinking again about family dynamics. Right. Well, and
1: <laughs> as you're sitting here, you're again you're unpacking this, and I'm just like. I mentioned it in the introduction to my book about following my, my brother's leads that those were the examples. Those mm-hmm. were the examples that were set forth. And um, what's interesting now that you mentioned your sister uh, living it up a little bit more yeah. than everyone else and how I can identify with that. That resonates with me too, because as I saw them, I, I, I wanted to be like them. Okay. I wanted to do the things that they were doing. Gotcha. And which in turn, I ne- really neglected what I really wanted to do. Who's Bryce Rungi? What, what do I want to do? Oh, quit trying to be like them. But again, you pointed out like about that standing out. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yes, like you said, your, your sister lived it up a little bit more. Well, I, I, I guess I felt like I needed to go big. And so that's what I did. Because well, you're seeking, right. you're trying and to so get it that makes, attention. it makes total sense as you're reading this. I'm like, wow, okay, I, I get that. I understand that now. Well, as, as the youngest and mm-hmm. living the life that I did, going big like I did, mm-hmm. I, I, I get it.
0: And, you know, in the article they, they quote this, uh, this Dr. Lehman, and he says that youngest are known for feeling that nothing I do is important. Because nothing I do seems original. Ah. And I, and I, I, again, I look back and I, again, I understand family dynamics a little bit better. And I think that it will help me you know, with my nieces and nephews. Right. And, you know, judge, you know, instead of jumping to conclusions and prejudging their behaviors. I'm trying to be a little more cognizant Mm. of how that's working. You know, Sherry's brother, him and his wife, they have six children. And when I think of their littlest and she's going into second grade, she's a lot of these behaviors. Because, you know, by the time the last kid comes around, mom and dad are freaking tired. Yeah, They're a lot older than when they got started. And they're, they're, you know, more wore out. Yeah. I, it,
1: sorry to cut you off, but no, you're fine. I, I'm already worn out. <laughs> it, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, no disrespect to them um, or my wife, but yeah, we're tired. We're, 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 you know, and she, the youngest is only two months old. So yeah. Maybe yeah. that's a different tired.
0: <laughs> well, well, that's true. And you'll be. You know, over 60 by the time she graduates high school. Yeah, she's going to be like,
1: oh, how sweet. You brought your grandfather to your graduation.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you, I can't wait till she starts dating. Um, she'll be having run run. Th- You're going to have to put bars on the window, baby.
1: I'm going to have to because it's not like I, I, how. what I'm going to do. I can't run anyone down. I'm so damn old. I break, hurt my back getting out of the, out of the chair. <laughs>
0: uh, get one of those chairs that lift you up. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It's, it's really, again, I thoroughly enjoyed this article as, yeah. again, it helped give me insight to how my family, how we grew up, but also in helping kind of understand some of the family dynamics of the students that I teach mm-hmm. and helping me hopefully be a little bit better I really wish I had thought of this, looked at this a lot sooner in life Mm. because I think I made, I know I made, there's no thinking. I know I made a lot of bad decisions, jumping to conclusions and judging individuals, including my own siblings, very unfairly. Yeah. And it was wrong of me. But now that I've, I see this, and, I, and again, I think that as we became adults, a lot of this disappeared. Mm-hmm. I do know that when we get together for our annual family Thanksgiving get-togethers, I think some of this comes back. Oh, I, I, I think absolutely. Okay, so that happens when you guys get together. Oh yeah, and it's and it's weird how that happens because mm-hmm. we all fall into this. I, I I don't know this weird dynamic, right? And you fall back into that childhood state. Thank you. Yeah, and I mean, and I it, what what's sad is that it sometimes leads to conflict yeah. and, and aggravation. We get together at my mom and dad's. We get there at, on Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm. We pretty much all start parting ways by Saturday morning, early afternoon. Definitely by lunchtime. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I love my sisters. I love my parents. I love my nieces and nephews. But I'm also ready to go. Yeah. Um, Because I, I, I think it's time. Yeah. Because we... So I'm hoping that maybe I can use this information to better understand and respond and relate to them differently. Right.
1: Well, and, and and I agree with
0: that. I I can say the same.
1: I I love each and every one of my family members, but like you said, there's that point where it's it's time to go. You know, the thing that frustrates me is, and I know that Suzanne and I have had this conversation. Suzanne's the youngest as well. Mm -hmm. She's the only girl Um, so she was treated a little bit differently Mm -hmm. because she was the only girl, but also being the youngest, you know, whenever we get together, it's still this I'm treated like the baby Bryce. Like I'm talked to that way. I'm talked to like certain siblings with those, those traits that you, (laughs) you know, mentioned earlier, the bossiness or Mm -hmm. the controlling or whatever. Right. And it's, it's a little frustrating. Obviously I go with it and, But it's it's. This is good insight, like like we've been mentioning. But it is it's frustrating to be with them, and still it's to them treat you that way. They're still they're still reading the same story. It's the same story as your childhood. Instead of Mm -hmm. we're all mature adults at this point,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: going back to you with the conflict. There's still that animosity. There's still some bad blood, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. If you you know uh, within my family dynamic, um, because it's still there's still. Change the narrative. It's time to change the narrative. We're all adults. We have families. We've lived a lot of life. And we can have such a better relationship if we don't view each other as, you know, in the uh, the birth order, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's just my frustration with that because there's still a lot of animosity. We I rarely talk to Brett. I'll, every once in a while, I'll talk to, to Brian. I talk to Brad the most.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's kind of... You know, here and there
0: now, it's—I don't know—it's just a little frustrating. It takes a lot of effort, but all right, I got one last thing for you. Okay, what do you got? Um, because I know we're running up against our time window, our self-imposed time window.
1: Yes, our self-imposed want- time window.
0: Only children.
1: Ah, only child syndrome.
0: Only child. Now, the article doesn't go into great detail on this, but it gives some characteristic traits and it made me think of Eric. Now, Eric was an only child. Um, We only got almost eight years with him, Mm -hmm. but mature for their age. I would say that a lot of only children were mature for their age. I think Eric was pretty mature for his age. Perfectionists. Uh, I think maybe. Now, for Eric, I don't think he was much of a perfectionist. Okay. Um, conscientious, definitely he was very conscientious. Mm-hmm. Uh, diligent, paying attention. Um, and they tend to be leaders. Eric was a leader, according to his teachers and uh, at school. Yeah, And I think about some of the kids in my classes that have been only children, and they fit a lot of these. Mm. But one of the things that's interesting about only children is they don't have to share. Right. They have more of the traits of the oldest than they do really of the middle or the baby. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely not the middle, but right. definitely of the baby. And so I thought that was very interesting. And yeah. so Yeah, that is. And I to be curious, you know, one of the things that they were saying was that they are they don't have to deal with siblings. They don't have to worry about sharing mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Sharing mom and dad's affection, attention. And so it's, I don't know, I thoroughly enjoyed this article Yeah, and I'm glad we took the time or I appreciate you letting us take the time to Mm -hmm. to you know, to talk about this and reflect on its influence Mm -hmm. on family dynamics, how we see, feel and treat each other.
1: Yeah, no. And I think that's, I think this is a great topic um, because like you said, we just, we just never knew. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we're, we're learning now, but maybe there's a lot of younger couples out there or, well, I'm not younger, but I have a little <laughs> kids um, that could benefit from this. Being able to identify that birth order and those traits can uh-huh. help you create a, a more positive, I guess, if you, if you will, family dynamic to really create that thriving um, family culture
0: um, a different but, narrative and right. how you see their behavior yeah. respond to their behavior yeah. encourage or discourage certain uh ac- you know mm-hmm. activities or character traits yeah yeah you know
1: and it's as a as a parent it's it's been hard to uh sh- i guess spread the love mm-hmm. right and that's something that i'm uh, learning and trying to get better at, but this is this is a really powerful piece of advice, and I appreciate you bringing it to the uh, to the podcast because it's going to help me. I know that, and as I t- balance and uh, learn to love them for who they are, and and you know, figure out who they are and all that good mm-hmm. stuff, right? And I think this will help me because I've got an oldest, I've got a middle, <laughs> smack that in the middle. And she's our wild one. She's amazing. And then we got the newborn. And so, well, know, I will great. say
0: that the newborn is truly self-centered. She is so. It's all, all about, about her. her. It's
1: all about her. <laughs> you know, I will say that because it was Braddock's and I for quite a while, he was the only child, mm-hmm. and I think that that's helped him be the awesome brother that he is. Okay. We'll talk about like being mature for their age. Mm-hmm. He's 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 very aware. He's, he's, he's gotten the leader award at school. Um, He just got this huge heart Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it would have been different because if they were closer in age, but for a while, it was just, Mm -hmm. it was just he and I, so. And
0: he's very conscientious. Yeah. So it's, I think you're right. And like I said, when I was reflecting on Eric, he was a lot of those things Now, how much more he would have developed. I don't know. Cause he would have stayed an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he yeah. would have stayed an only child. Right. So, okay. well, so that brings us back full circle to the very beginning. Do you think that birth order influences a person's personality?
1: I would definitely say Yes. After after you educating us on this, yes, I would say,
0: yes. Okay, well, same here. Same here. Because, again, I came into this with questions and not a lot of preconceived notions. Mm. I mean, I felt like, well, it might. But now I go, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. It helps explain why I'm as crazy as I am. <laughs> oh, Needless to say we'll end there (laughs) yeah we're gonna end there hey everybody it has been awesome um thanks for spending some time with us or letting us entertain you and until next time this is rod and i'm bryce see ya